Welcome to the Legends Master Show, everyone. I'm your host, Tom Wheeler, and I'm very excited to introduce our guest today. He is one of the greatest Shotokan karate competitors produced by Brazil, a 12-time national Brazilian champion. He placed second at the Shotokan Kumite Worlds in 2006, and he's a professional MMA fighter at Bellator MMA. Welcome to the show, the legendary Chinjo Machida. Hello, sir. Hello. Hi, Don. It's very nice to talk to you guys here and your public and your audience. For me, it's a pleasure to be here to talk. So, and let's start. Let's do it. Amazing. Uh, you know, and, and on the show, I love to kind of go through like the whole story. Um, you know, kind of sort of like your origin story, if you will, or your background. And uh, I'm going to pop pictures in as we go through. So if you get some cool memories, definitely feel free. Uh, but karate, and, and specifically uh, uh, Machida karate, has been a major part of your life, your whole life. Here we go, back in the day here. Um, <laughs> You, your, uh, your father, uh, your Shinzo Machida, uh, your brothers, Lyoto Otake. Um, you know, what was that like growing up uh, with that as just a major stable of your life? Yeah, for me, it's very natural. <clears throat> yeah, especially because my father is a karate master, you know, he's a karate Shotokan master. So me and my brothers were always involved with my... My father's career as an instructor, and he teach us, and he was always involved with the the big master of karate, like a Japanese master, like a master Asai, wow. master Tanaka, so Yamamoto. So those guys all were champion in karate. So for us, it's very become a very natural to become like a part of the martial arts and to start karate <clears throat> through my father became a very natural for not only for me but for me my brother Yoto, my other brother Taki as well so I think his Kenzo is a, my youngest brother so he became until purple belts but after he quit karate and started journalist you no know, he's he trained a little bit before as a hobby but he's a journalist in CNN in Brazil wow. yeah he's oh, amazing CNN. yeah yeah that that's that's amazing and um yeah, and just kind of go into that. Uh, you know, I, what I've always loved about uh, you and your family's uh, karate, because, you know, when you think martial arts, I have a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school in uh, Illinois. And, uh, you know, it's been a major part of my life. And what I've always loved about you guys, because usually in, like, MMA, uh, it's like uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, wrestling, boxing, Thai kickboxing. And it's like those are the main four. And I love that you guys brought this, not just karate to it, but this traditional – uh, style plus you have your, your own uh, jujitsu and even some uh, sumo techniques. Can you go into your some of your training philosophies and, and uh, also Machida uh, karate? Yeah, because we in Berlin, in Berlin do Pará is uh, our hometown. Is I uh, have a huge Japanese community there. So oh, wow. and there is a lot of like a sumo tournament there in the wow. Japanese community. And when I was like a nine ten years old, and my brother as well. You participate in this tournament. So, <clears throat> and I didn't continue because I was so skinny and everybody threw me <laughs> out of the, this, this, the circle. It was very, like, a very easy. But my brother, Yoru, he continued this, like a Japanese wrestling sumo. And when I was, like, uh, 15, 16 years old, you start jiu-jitsu in our academy because our academy is, oh. like, a martial arts academy. So you had kendo, you had karate, you have judo, and when 
when the jiu-jitsu, because jiu-jitsu was created in Belém do Pará by Mr. Maeda, you know, Mr. Conde Kong. Yeah. He, the yeah. first fought, he, the first place he taught jiu-jitsu was there. And Carlos Gracie, he, one of the, his students learned in Belém and he took yeah. jiu-jitsu to the Rio de Janeiro. So, and jiu-jitsu came back to Belém, our hometown, when I was like a 15, 16 years old. And he started training jiu-jitsu as well as a part of our, like a martial arts training, not only karate, you know? And, and after that, you, you become like a more, know how to fight on the ground, how to wrestle a little bit too. So this, you're gonna mix it up. But our focus in karate, karate is the, the discipline that you never stop training. And when I was like about that age, you have a lot of friends, jiu-jitsu start good, like a boom in, in our in our city. And everybody start training jiu-jitsu, especially the young guys, you know? Yeah. And they, they tend to be, oh, jiu-jitsu is the best martial art. You see the Royce Grace, he beat everybody yeah. in the UFC. And you are like, a, okay, I respect what I'm saying, but no, jiu-jitsu is not the, the, the best martial arts. Yeah. I think you don't have the best martial arts, the best, you have the best fighter. No, jiu-jitsu is the best one. Okay, so let's train, let's train with your eyes. And you put like a Sunday, you open the academy and you put our, like uh, the people from our school and you train together and the people try to grab us and you, you hit them. Sometimes they, they put us down, but sometimes you hit them. So you start Amazing. understand how those guys like uh, the wrestling eyes and how you can yeah. control more the distance and you have to find the how to defend the take it out find the timing to counter them so that's start our like uh our like uh, be more involved with mixed martial arts um, that's amazing that's amazing and like anything else i mean it makes so much sense to uh cross train or be well-rounded uh as how important is that in your mindset or philosophies wise as far as being cross-trained and good on your feet on the ground everywhere I think it's very important, especially because before the UFC, everybody was like defending their martial arts. Oh, my martial arts is, right. is the best one. Or they were, oh, my martial arts is the best one. But after the UFC, you can see like a, which one is more realistic, you know, like a more practical in the real scenario against the fights between two people. Two, two, two people. So even the jiu-jitsu is not the, the best one if you're going to do it by itself. In karate, the same. You have to like a, make a combination about those martial arts to become a, a, a complete martial artist. You know? yes. And also is that they work in the self-defense as well. Because sometimes you need to punch, sometimes you need to kick, but sometimes right. you need to use your grappling just to neutralize the person. Instead, you beat them up. So... I think to be a complete is very important. So for that reason, you create our system based in Shorokan Karate, but not with the closed mind. You open for wow. everything. So you do like a striking, you do grappling, you do the ground game as well, the self-defense part to make it like a more complete, you know, because after you get into the MMA, you realize that our karate, our traditional Shotokan karate is very effective, yeah. but also there is a lot of gap that is the, the traditional karate they don't cover. 
like uh, the self-defense parts, yeah. like uh, the, the grappling parts, you no. Know? But, and you create this system that you make our students feel more confidence and like, uh, oh, okay, I feel more confidence to learn this system because it's more practical and more functional system. Because like uh, through our experience and through yeah. our experience also in Shotokan Karate that you have through my father, you develop this system. No, to make it more effective and more practical karate. That makes so much sense. What inevitably made you and your, your brother um, want to go towards MMA? Was it the challenge of it or is it the showcase, uh, your style? What, what was the reason for you guys? Yeah, you are different. You no, know? My brother, Yoto, he always want to be a professional fighter. Uh, at the beginning of his career, as uh, he was like... like uh, like he's he's gonna be like a little bit outstanding in the wrestling uh, sumo. He's supposed to go to Japan to become a professional in sumo. Oh, but wow. yeah, but my 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 mom said no, no, you are still like a 14, 15 years old. No, you don't go to sumo. And uh, okay, and he's okay when he after he saw the horse grace, he he told himself to himself, oh. I want to be like an MMA fighter. At the time, they called it Valitude, you know? That's yeah. what I want to be. And and since since he was like 15 years old, he put this in his mind. I want to be a MMA fighter, a professional MMA fighter. For me, no, I mean, a little bit different. I'm going to be a, a professional karate guy, you know? So I want to be like an instructor. I want to compete as much as I can in karate. So I'm going to learning how to teach better, how to like uh, help other people, the true karate, improve their life, you know? Right. So you came a little bit with a different like a purpose. My brother wanna be a fighter and I wanna be more a karate guy. Like uh, at the time I, I was a fighter, karate fighter, but also karate instructor. So we came from same direction, but with a different like a purpose. Uh, I I start helping my brother since he's the fight number one in his MMA. I I train him or uh, I I train him. I prepare him to use his karate. And for yeah. for him, doesn't matter if you're gonna use karate, if you're gonna use jujitsu, if you're gonna use anything. He wanna he wanna win the fight. I mean, for me, yeah. I wanna make him use karate. You to use karate. Yeah. This is your unique style. And he was oh, okay, okay, but I wanna, I wanna win anyway. Okay, I know. So if you can see the first fight of Yoro is in Japan against the Japanese guy called Kengo Watanabe. Oh Yoro, yes. Yeah, Yoro was doing good he stand, but when he had the opportunity, he took the guy to the floor because the guy didn't know jiu-jitsu and start doing his jiu-jitsu a little bit. And after I saw, I, I was with him that fight, but after I saw that, I said, Yoro, you're, you're, pretty, you're not bad in jiu-jitsu, but your karate is a different level. So when you fought that guy, yeah. I realized you got him many times, but I don't know what the reason you put this guy to the ground if you can finish the fight in stand, in stand up. Yeah, yeah. He said, oh yeah, because sometimes I don't feel so comfortable. So I put the guy to the ground to finish the fight, but the guy defended pretty well too. Yeah, because your jiu-jitsu is not amazing as your karate, you know? Interesting. So for some point, the guy is going to defend. So let's explore more your karate. So I start, 
emphasize this more and more to to his head to put his head and when he came to the second fight against uh, bona stefan bona yeah the oh, jungle yes. fight the jungle fight yeah uh, yoro don't forget you're gonna fight this guy stand and yeah. you say yoro told me no but if i put him to the ground it's not a problem too you would know this guy is a castle grace black belt yeah i'm not gonna tell you you have a problem on the ground with him but if you have your karate your karate is a different level why, level, yeah. why you go to the ground with the, the the other guys a black belt in jiu-jitsu you're gonna create your own problem let's yeah. fight this guy stand because the guy don't they don't want to find you you have a you have a good distance you have a good time but at the time the other is not so confident in his karate no but i put his mind no you can't go stand stand don't go to the ground and every time the guy get it you're just and you're punishing him and punishing him. and you're break his all face here oh, yeah. the red, and the judge the judge stop the fight and you to start getting more confidence in his karate oh know? good oh, interesting so that uh, that coaching that's so important yeah because my goal is it's a karate all the time i focus in karate the, my whole life and yoro he focused in karate but he trained more other discipline jiu-jitsu sumo and karate as well yeah but as my main point only karate i saw when i watched i saw a lot of gaps a lot of opportunity that yoro can take advantage for that you know? and yoro mm -hmm. after this fight he believed more in his technique and he beat like a richie frankly and after bj and he's gonna create more confidence that you no know? yeah because i knew it's already there until he became yeah. a champion so and my and my thing he become an mma fighter because i wanna like a challenge myself yeah okay how can i how i help my brother and how i i i'm telling you to do this to do that do it if i don't prove like a I wanna, I wanna, I wanna feel that like uh, that energy. That's how is yeah. the real thing, you no? Know? And I yeah. start participating in jungle fight. I start participating in in LFA, Bellator. So this is for me is a how can I develop my karate to become more effective against those guys, wrestling, jujitsu, in everything. You not know, to be like a more more complete. And you create, you develop the system. From through this experience, it's amazing, and, and you know, testing it for testing real, like is. yes, for real, yes. I mean, you have speaking of being in MMA, fighting Bellator, and you know, you had you've had many victories in there as well. This particular fight with Brian Wood, this knee, oh my goodness, it's amazing. Um, to maybe the untrained eye, um, that looked like maybe <laughs> you're just feeling the fight out. This is a trained uh technique much like when your brother made famous the the front kick and you guys also have a bjj fanatics amazing uh video for that as well but these are trained techniques uh can you walk us through that brian wood fight and and when you knew that that, that timing was right for that knee yeah actually it's very interesting because i didn't find so much i remember that i didn't find so much fight from brian woods but the thing is in japanese there is one word called mushin Mushi is a state of mind that is going to be like uh, able to act and react immediately. But for that, you cannot have thoughts in your mind. Like you cannot 
have look, oh, I'm gonna win or I'm gonna lose. Oh, there is a lot of people watching me. If I do this, yeah. it could be happy days. You're gonna hesitate and you're gonna telegraph your movement when you do that. Yeah. So when you're gonna be in the state of whooshing, you're gonna focus to the present. And when you are focused to the present, if you are well-trained, you can capitalize like a small movement from your opponents. Wow. And you're gonna feel the moments, you're gonna feel the timing to do that. This is not every time you can feel that. You have to be in that state. That's in Japanese you call mushin. In order you are being mushin, you're able to feel the energy and feel the power and the, the moments, the timing, because it's very like a it's very short gap. But yes. when you are so focused, this you're gonna feel the fight and you're gonna capitalize and you're gonna do that. So that's happened with the knee. No, the knee. Every time when I do my technique, the guy shoot to my legs. No, shoot to my leg. So yeah. the distance was a little bit far, but I feel I feel the moment. No, okay, I think this guy is gonna come now, and I just act. I just act. Get action, boom! I don't don't give it to my mind like if I go, the guy grab me this and gonna do this. No, yeah. you just feel the fight. And martial, martial arts stance—it's it's, uh, unique. Oh. But this is happened, and sometimes after the fight, you come to yourself and say, hey, "Why I did that knee?" Even me, I don't understand sometimes why I did that knee because yeah. you are so present there. So you don't remember it. You just feel the mo the momentum and you boom, do it. Wow, that's that's amazing. It, but it, the, the, there is a yeah. fight too that's happened to me that I start thinking too much. You no, know? oh, I cannot lose. I can. I oh, I, if I do that, the guy gonna do. It. And usually, it's not gonna be a good fight. It, this happened to me already. So okay. when I go to my fight, when I go to the challenge. I try to be more like a presence and, and see the everything that I'm in there. Try to avoid all the thoughts that's come to my mind. That's so amazing because you're almost like basically defeating yourself before you even step in, in the cage or ring. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amazing. And, and is that just, um, Mushin, is that just like um, years of training, uh, meditation, presence of it? What, what would you, uh, what's the training yeah, for that? That's you have to train it. Is a three aspect that you have to train. You have to train your mind, like a meditation, and yeah. during the training you keep focus. You no, know? you have to train your technique because you have to be sharper to be able to use the technique. Otherwise, yeah. it's not gonna be connect. And for sure, your your body is a tie, the shingi tie, the three words. The tie should be very good, very good condition. You no, know, to apply that, you have to be fast. You have to be like a, have more endurance. To make you be able to use those things, so it's a it's a combination. It's not only one aspect by itself. Amazing, amazing. And uh, the other thing is uh, it always fascinated me. I mean, I haven't done karate since I was like, a little kid. Uh, you know, I saw a Karate Kid one day, and I, <laughs> I went, like everybody else. Um, but you know, kata kata has always uh, uh, you know piqued my interest. I always thought it was very interesting. Uh, but you not only do you have practice kata, um, but you also are doing putting mitts on and doing the live actual uh, sparring and things like that. Can you go into kata, the the purpose of it, how much that help, would help uh, many practitioners, and go into also the sparring aspect? Oh, look at look at me. This is my personal opinion. Okay, mm -hmm. 
Maybe the other karate guys, maybe they're not going to like, they're not going to enjoy what I'm talking about this. I'm a graduate in Shoroka. I trained my whole life, a lot of katas, okay? But I never, like for me, never makes sense to do training so much katas. Kata, for me, is good. I like sometimes to do katas because it focuses on my movement, focuses yeah. in, in, my, in my forms, you know, Focus my concentration is is beautiful movement is an art like an art, but it's not necessary. You learn kata to be able to fight, to be able to defend yourself. Okay. It's not necessary. You learn kata to make you to make your karate good. No, you can you can be a good like a karate guy. You can be a good defense yourself. Yeah, protect yourself without learning any kata. But kata is, is, is good because you train your movement, you, you create a little bit more, how can I say, the form is going to be better, the yeah. transition of the movement, you know, the coordination. But this, you cannot relate this to the fight. It's completely different. And now I can see people, even with karate, sometimes karate master or people, talking about the bunkai. Bunkai is a, the explanation about the meaning of the movement from kata. Or oh, oh. this movement is, means this. So they have a different interpretation of the movement, but most of the movement from kata, when they try to explain the meaning of this, the application of this, they don't make sense. The form is completely different wow. than the application. No? So... For example, if you do like the elbow, you do one and two this, okay? So this makes more sense, go this way. But there is one kata that you call basaida. You go here and do this, like a both hands. You go here, or the hand go there. And people say, no, this is a, this is a wrestling double leg because you grab and do this. You grab and do this. But why, why they don't show like a very similar as a double leg? As grab, the, grab the leg and do this. Why they show the punch? Yeah. Why they show the punch instead you, you show the real double leg, correct? Yeah. Like a, for, me, for me, to be honest, doesn't make sense. No? Like a, right. doesn't make sense. Why, why they do that? Because for the art, for the art is okay. I respect that. But don't 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 come to me and let me this is oh you this is kata is prepare you for the fight. No. You is not necessary. It's not necessary to learn kata. No. The yeah. other guy, the other guy, like uh, the other guy show me one like uh, the picture sometimes. Oh, you see like uh, Conor McGregor, this or Conor McGregor, oh, John, John Jones this that movement. And that movement is part of kata. I think as one one elbow, the picture, one elbow. Oh, this is a this is a kata. This is a, a, a fourth kata. This. And you see, they, like a John Jones did that kata. I know. For see, yeah. kata is so important. But why? If John Jones never did a kata and he's applied this elbow, oh, and, yeah. the, and the karate guy. They do the elbow in kata, but they don't know how to apply this in the practical situation. No, 
Yeah. Why you need to learn that to become effective for the fight? You understand what I mean? Like for me, doesn't yeah. Doesn't, but I respect that. I'm still doing katas, mm -hmm. but not with the purpose of the self-defense. The purpose of to make my forms better, to to do the transition of the movement, you no, know, yeah. to do like a like a like a the movement meditation, the movement to focus to myself. Then I do my kata. But for our students, we don't teach the traditional katas. No, you have like a some movement very similar, but it's different. The old movement you do it is movement for the fight. You fight stairs and punch. Yeah. It's like a kata, but kata more practical. That, that makes so much sense. So much more sense. It's more realistic uh, with that live application. And and, and you also go you know, there on BJJ Fanatics. Uh, you have an amazing uh, how to spar basically, you know, safely and, and full sparring. I'll pop a couple of things up here as well. Uh, you also have this. Uh, the highly anticipated uh, front kick. I mean, everybody's looking forward to that one. Um, secrets uh, to breaking an opponent's balance. That's so huge. Uh, uh, breaking the balance and setting things up. And I want to go here. Um, in particular, there's a fifth one as well, but uh, the footwork. It's so important in, in fighting in general. Can you go into, like, with your karate, uh, Machida karate side of things, with how important footwork is? Yeah, footwork is not only Machida Karate. Machida Karate also because you create the methodology you know, that you can learn the whole process. You have like a, the space, the master, like a, the master series of footwork. You have this in our Machida Karate. Yeah. So, but all karate, they come a lot of, with the kendo, you know, the kendo, like a footwork, yeah. a lot of movement comes from these two. So you have a lot of combination of the go in and out, go side by side. You can circle as well. So you can move back to, to control the distance because in, during the fights, whoever control the distance, control the fights. Right, right, yeah. And to have the better control about the fight, if you have a good footwork, you have a better, better control of the distance. So, because if you have a good footwork, you're going to control the distance. Who controls the distance? Controls the fights. So, wow. that is very important to become a very, like, effective, very master in this footwork. I think it's very important, no? Because if yeah. you have, a, like, a one, like, a 1,000 pounds here, no? But you don't touch the guy. Yeah. You, <laughs> it's not not useful, no. It's not it's not practical, no. It's so it's so yeah. power here, but you you don't know how to your distance. You don't know how to use your footwork to connect that. Interesting. And you and your brother and, and your family, they, you have an amazing stance, a fighting stance, even for MMA. And um, and I know uh, you know you guys are really hard 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 to take down, evasive, but. This, this is all trained techniques. You go into posture because there's a very interesting picture you had on your social media. Speaking of Conor McGregor, where he had this like, more karate stance and all of a sudden more of a boxer stance, and things didn't work out the same. Uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, because like, uh, well, for example, the Conor McGregor. You no, know, when he started fighting the UFC, he came with a more karate posture and he bouncing in and out. So this is very very similar. To karate, his distance was amazing. The time as well. So what's happened is very difficult. People touch him, sometimes touch, but they don't let it get it to full power again. 
know? Right, right. But when he started training more boxing, he changed his posture to more days. So, and the distance before he was here, and now he's getting a little bit here. When you are a close distance, you can hit faster, but also the other guys has a better target, has a better aim here, because both of the oh, guys yeah. all the time in the collision here, you know, so it's dangerous. And if you, if you take, you, you are taking so much risk. When you're talking about the posture here, yeah. your weight is on the front leg. So that is making yeah. difficult to move back and to have a back reaction. You, you can move your head quickly, like a boxing guy, yeah. but to move back is difficult because your center of gravity is all on the front leg. So to make you move faster, to escape from the opponent's techniques, is going to be late. And your reaction is going to be late. Not because you work, but because your position. So the position you are make it difficult to move in and out. So wow. in, that, in yeah. the specific that fight, they are so close. And Conor McGregor was a little bit more in the boxing posture. The kick is coming to his leg and he's not able to defend. Because when he sees the kick is coming, oh, the kick like, is yeah. so close. Yeah. It's already there. You know? yeah. But when he uses the karate posture, he can see the whole target. He can see the whole fighter. And he has the better peripheral vision. Peripheral vision, when you see yes. not the center, you see everything. You see, you see the leg, you see the, you see the hip, you see the shoulder. Why? Because boxing is not allowed to kick. So you can see only that part right. here. Right. But in order you can kick, the distance tends to open more. You understand? But so if you're going to be in the boxing distance, you're going to be so much exposed especially for the kick. It doesn't matter the low kick or body kick, everything. Wow, that makes so much sense, too. And, you know, it's just boxing because you have that more peripheral, and uh, that's how a lot of guys get pegged. It's not just the one punch. It's a, it's a combo, and it comes from the side. Or mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that makes so much sense. And and it was uh, 2016, uh, you opened up the headquarters in uh, Lomita, California here, and it looks like a beautiful, absolutely beautiful facility. Um, you know, I, I imagine obviously with the pandemic, it, things have been crazy. Uh, things starting to open up better now there, or yeah, it's st- start a little bit better, no, hmm. but not not even close that you had before. Yeah, but you are you are on the way, you know, you are on the way. So I think it's is a part of the martial arts mindset. You have to yeah. like manage manage the how can I say manage the everything that come that you're not expected no so okay yeah it's very important to be like a calmer and try to respond try to react and to the challenge no everybody here yeah. the challenge situation so you have to be calm you have to be calm but you have to act no act 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 to make everything works better so what we did here so we start but the class is on online, Zoom class, you no? Know? Yeah. And you start doing like uh, you create uh, our virtual dojo that's machida virtualdojo.com. So the people can can continue with us even the long distance, you no, know? if they are so long distance. And after you open outside, so they you rent a spot across the streets, now you open outside so the students can come a little bit more. 
And now finally yeah. you open side with the, a lot of restrictions, like a mask and everything. Yeah. But the people started getting more better and they feel more comfortable and they started coming here to training. So I think little by little going to getting better. And probably I think the second semester, you're going to be good. Amazing. And, and I wanted to ask you that too, specifically with uh, uh, karate or even other traditional uh, martial arts in MMA. Because you do see uh, you, your brother, um, Wonderboy Thompson's bringing karate in there. Um, you know, you get uh, Anthony Pettis is more like Taekwondo. You're starting to see more things like this because usually the, the the kickboxing or whatnot is usually more like Muay Thai based. Uh, what do you see the future of karate in MMA? I think the the the, the future of karate in MMA is is the real future. You know? I think more people is going to start do more karate because. Uh, karate, you can, if you as I mentioned before, if you manage the distance and the time, you get a, like a less damage, and you can like a hit the person, hit the opponent, like a, with easily with, without like a, get so much damage, and also you can combine this with wrestling and jiu-jitsu as well. So for me, I, I think it is, but I think it's still few people do karate MMA. Small people become more interesting. But because karate is not easy, you know, because you have to combine like a footwork, combine like a, the, the, the distance and the timing. So, and you are like a little bit more longer distance than Muay Thai and kickboxing. It's not so easy to manage that. But if you, if you want, once you get that point, you're going to get advantage compared to other fighters. Because if you're going to manage this distance and the time, you're gonna good do better. One example is this: is a uh, Patricio Pitbull is a is a Bellator champion. Yeah. He he hired a karate guy. He's very good, Mano Santana. He Mano Santana trained him a lot, you know, and he beat Michael Chandler. You no, know, he beat the other yeah. guys yeah. too, you know, and use the timing and use the the distance, and the people didn't understand well, what this guy did. What the, and he can read the all movement of his opponents. So I think it's, if more people are interested to practice karate, I think they're going to take more advantage. So yeah. in the future, I think it's much more people is going to become more interesting. Because so far you have my brother, you know, you have like Steve Thompson, you have like a Michael Page, you know, those guys all like a karate guys. That's his even the Whitaker, Whitaker, he has a karate background yeah. too. You can see he's going in and out, you no. Know? So yeah. I think is 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 more people is going to become more interesting. I hope. Yeah, I wanted to ask you specifically for your training. Whether it was just growing up training uh, since day one, uh, born born with a gi on, right? <laughs> uh, no, I started four years old. Man, I was four years old. About four. Um, you know, all the way through, uh, you competed uh, karate, you competed in MMA. Uh, what has been your big, your biggest challenge? Uh, my biggest, my biggest challenge, is, like, uh, is become like uh, the transition. You no, know? like, I become like a from karate to become like I'm MMA fighter because is is for me. We did like a lot of research, a lot of training, but with different like. Uh, how can I say different purpose? One, you're gonna go to the point karate. Another one, the guy wanna knock you out. 
So you have to have put a lot of more courage, more spirits, more like a focus in the training and the yeah. transition of the jiu-jitsu. I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I'm not so so good as a as a as a jiu-jitsu competition guys, but I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu too. So I think this is the the point that for me is a, the biggest challenge. You know, that transition that I that I yeah. that I made from karate to MMA. That's that's interesting. Yeah, because um, you know, like you said, it's not just uh, like you said a black belt in jujitsu and a black belt in karate, but your karate, like you said with your brother, your karate is up here compared to yeah. everybody else. Yeah, and it makes so much sense to to go that that direction. And I love this side of things too. Being an instructor myself, there, there's uh, and I know you talk about this too in on, on the website and some interviews. Um, you know what that does for you as an as being an instructor. Uh, your journey as a martial artist and things like you go into that aspect of being uh, that flow of you're the instructor teaching uh, helps you understand even you understand uh, not just two dimensionally three but four dimensionally the techniques you go into that side the teaching side oh for me teaching is a is a, is a part of like myself because I think it's very important when I teach you know I bring outside what I learn as well so I would like yeah. to share no, with my students, the same feeling that I that I have. So karate, like, uh, brought a lot of things to me. You know, for me, it's a little difficult to talk a little bit about that because I grew up with a karate environment. But yeah. when I teach a person and I can make their life is better through karate, I feel like so happy. You know, because to contribute for that life to make oh my life is much better now. I can sleep better. I can eat healthy. So my relationship with my family is, is better now because I train karate. Right. So in you, you teach the kids and you, you see some report from the parents and tell us like, uh, oh, my kids now so much confidence. You no. Know? And before he's so shy and now he has like a more confidence to talk. So he, he was yeah. afraid to play in the park because there is a lot of other kids. And now he, he play by by himself with like a no no scare, no afraid of the other kids. So for, for me, this is a, I feel like a, a so happy you now to contribute for the for the community community you now and to make their life better through karate. I, I'm glad you brought that side of it up because that is a, a almost like a, a a nice a very important and nice side effect outside of obviously training. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 I felt here in the academy you now every day. So, and for me, it's it's, it's very very important you now because karate is not only to like uh, to training to be good in the technique. You now you combine the all three aspects. You now this yeah. the mind, like the technique and the body as well. So, and I think this is the part of it. And you use a lot of like a. Uh, the, the Japanese philosophy, you know, from traditional karate, you keep that because I think it's very important. You know? Because yeah. not not everybody wanna be a fighter. Like if you can see, like a five percent of our group, maybe less, is gonna be a competitor, gonna be a fighter, you know. Yeah. But they can be a fighter in their everyday life. They can use like the karate. They can use everything in their personal life, like every day. And, and mindset such a big, big part of it. Like you mentioned earlier, um, I believe even one, one of your favorite movies is uh, Last Samurai, correct? 
Yeah, I love a lot Last Samurai because they give a lot of like uh, the the content. They show a lot of things about this mindset. You know? Yeah. 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 There is one like a machine, for example, that yeah. I just mentioned. In the Last Samurai movie, when the Tom Cruise was training with the one of the Japanese, and the Japanese beat him all the time. You no. Know? Yes. Yeah. Because the Tom Cruise and the other Japanese say, "Oh, stop thinking." Stop thinking, just act yeah. and react. And they came and can become a draw because yeah. the level, the technique, the level almost the same. But Tom Cruise, he was thinking too much. Oh, what the technique I have to do? I have to do this, this, this. When they forget everything and focus their, the moment present, the present moment, he become a draw because technically you are almost the same level. No? That's so amazing. Yeah, mindsets, everything. Uh, and speaking uh, sort of celebrities in this uh, part of the interview, I'm sure you can help us explain this uh, uh, this picture right here a little. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that's uh, like a most 11 years old. Yes, 11 or yeah. 10 years ago. We and my brother went here in like a, in the, close to Santa Monica, Brentwood, California. Now we visited him, he called my brother and I was with him too and we came together and he started sharing his technique. You now he's a, I think he's six then in Aikido, seven day in Aikido. Oh, wow. He's real, yeah, he's a real tough guy. He's very mm. tall. Yeah. So, and he shared the technique with us. It was so funny that day because he has a mansion, you know, a big house. And wow. And a lot of like uh, the phone call all the time, you know, talk to him. <laughs> and me and Yuri, one of my friends as well, we were there. And he shared the technique here, the phone call, he answered the phone and come here, come back to the technique. <laughs> and you have a, like a, a, a lunch together. It was so fun that day. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. And yeah, how, you know, your guys' journey too. And this is a part of the show as we're kind of coming to a close in the interview. I, this is part where I love to ask like, what does the future look like for you? Your future goals, whether it's the school training, uh, you know, or anything else. What What are your future goals here? Yeah, we are based here in California, you know, mm -hmm. in South Bay, Torrance, and our academy is Nomita. It's very close to Torrance here, so I become a, like I can I can say it's a part of Torrance. So my my goal is continue the the work here in the academy, you know, to share my. My, my knowledge to share what I teaching uh, to, to, to share what I learn as well so prepare like I have a, like a two fighters here like a Weber Almeida yeah. and the Bruno you know, those guys are is a MMA fighter so Weber fight to the Bellator Bruno fight to LFA but he's very he's a 10 and one is he want to become a, like a UFC fighter so I think he's wow. very close to here to that so is my 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 goal is to increase the machida karate you have like a nine association around the united states you know include one in japan and one yes. in australia too so it's, it's spread you know the machida methodology is one of my goals yeah here. and continue my my work here at the academy because i feel very happy to 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 share you know the karate methodology that include the mind and the body and the technique with my students and with the instructor that they can share as well with their students. I love that. That's that's awesome. Um, uh, before we end off here, I want to pop this up for everybody. 
this is where you can uh, contact him. He's got all social media. Definitely go check out MachitaKarate.com. You can check uh, Machita Virtual Dojo. It's good too. Like uh, one of the, our online platform. You know, people can find us there to learn online from us. You know, they can access there. And they have like a some days trial for free. And they can see if they enjoy. They can sign up. And they're going to learn through online platform. Uh, man, Chenzo, thank you so much for taking time. It's an absolute pleasure talking with you. So much uh, really good. You know, that's another major reason why I started this show because all this chaos with the pandemic. And and not only is this good for martial arts, but just uh, you're like, one of the uh, best guys to invite on the show because uh, this goes into every aspect of different life, different jobs. You know, it can apply to everybody. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for me. It's a pleasure. You no. Know. I have a message to the people here for your audience. So it's very important, you know, you keep your goal in your mind, you know, and persist in that goal. Even sometimes, like, you have more challenge, you fail for some parts, but you have to change and adjust, but persist. Persist that thing for sure. You have to be realistic and see if it is possible to happen. But if it is possible to happen, I think you have to continue persist, study. If you fail, get up, yeah. continue, and you're gonna get that.